Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Larry Dorfman, and he is a co-founder and managing partner of Roots Real Estate Investment Community, a real estate investment company with a business model that creates wealth for both its investors and property residents simultaneously. And so Larry... Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you, and thank you for having us. Uh, We're really excited about it. Larry, can you share a little bit more about your background, give us some more insight into who you are, how you got started in real estate, and then take us to where you are today and what your focus is? Sure. I am not out of the real estate business originally, but I've been invested in real estate for a pretty long time, but I'm more of a business and builder kind of person. We started a company in 1984 in Atlanta, Georgia. And I retired in 2019. So I was there for a very long time, building a company with about 550 employees and a pretty healthy valuation. And in that time, it was a publicly held company and owned by equity. So over those years, I've had an opportunity to learn a lot about how investing gets done from both public, private, and the equity aspects of things. And along the way, over the years, I've always been invested in some way, shape, or form in real estate, not just in my own home, but also some rental real estate, et cetera. Never in a big way until 2000, late 19, or early 20, when my son, Daniel, who's been in real estate for over a decade, has syndicated some residential properties, is a broker and real estate agent in Atlanta, Georgia, does a really nice job with a very boutique firm, came up with this whole idea that you'll hear about today. And so I get to brag on it a little bit without it being my idea. And he sort of baited me into playing the game with him by coming and telling me about it and asking questions. And I said, that's a great idea. You should do it. He says, great, let's do it together. (laughs) And I was like, are you sure? (laughs) So we're just having a fantastic blast with it. And it's a very unique, different approach. People's response to it has been very, very good. So uh, what we're doing today is the Roots Real Estate Investment Community. Not awesome. And I love the fact that It's a father-son activity also that you guys get to bond on with what you're doing together. And so it's another way to have another communication channel and bring together something together as a family. Yeah, it's very exciting to me because we got five kids, six grandkids. So seeing that there's a bent towards doing something that's not just commercially motivated, but that's community inspired and trying to do something in the community that makes a difference. And seeing that your kids are starting to have that same propensity and bent towards that way, quite a lot of fun. So you mentioned it's investor-focused and community-inspired. Did I get that right? Commercially. Commercially. Motivated. Motivated. Community-inspired. And and community-inspired. To simply tell you what that means, we've been involved, in particular, my wife and I and the family, in all different kinds of charities. And I think it's great to give money to charities. And there's a reality that exists, though, that if you can't build a sustainable model to help people, people cannot give money away or make charitable donations if they don't make money, right? And so being very engaged in the homeless community in Atlanta, where we got a significant challenge here, it was very frustrating because as much as you try to help, many of the people aren't really interested in moving from where they are for various reasons. And when you can help them, finding a way to help them build any wealth or grow themselves out of that situation is challenging. 
So for us, when Daniel came to me with this idea, it was like, well, people, and this is a really interesting stat, across the United States, the average renting household makes less than $65,000. In Atlanta, Georgia, less than $45,000. Their average rent has gone up tremendously. In Atlanta, 28% since last January, January 2021. So now when average rents were 1050 are now like 1300 1400 They have no expendable income and the average savings account is under $650. Where and at what time do they start to be able to build wealth with what leftover money after the bills and the food and care of kids and so forth? So when Daniel brought this concept to me, I said, wow, these renters are what I would call fringe homeless. I mean, you don't have more than $600, $700 in the bank. One family crisis and you're done. And COVID would have been that if the government hadn't put billions of dollars into people's pockets. I'm not a proponent or not a proponent. They did what they needed to do. But at the end of the day, that's over now, right? And that money, that savings has pretty much gone away. And now we're in the middle of facing possibly a recession. So what I looked at here was how do you help people who are already helping themselves? How do you all help people who are paying rent, sometimes with two or three jobs to get it done? Mm -hmm. And that's what really interested me about the community-inspired part of it. So if we can have an investment that returns excellent returns, historically 18% so far the first full year. And that's a combination of dividends and appreciation. We do a unique thing with appreciation we should probably talk about. And then still create an impact for the resident, the person living in the property. We don't call them tenants or renters. We call them residents. We think tenants live in tenement buildings. And that's the typical landlord-resident relationship. And I don't care what type of market it is. In the residential world, it's not a really healthy relationship typically. So Daniel's vision was, what if you built a fund where the resident was invested with you, actually in the fund, actually invest in the fund? And they start very simply by taking the deposit that's typically a security deposit and being able to invest it side by side with the investors in Roots Real Estate Investment Community, which is a Reg A fund and allows for anybody to invest as little as $100. If they do that, and you talk to them about a process we call living it like you own it, and you allow these people to actually live in the property, teach them how to live in it like you own it. In other words, if you pay your bill, your rent on time, you have no challenges or problems like you don't have the police call, <laughs> right? This is middle to lower end, blue collar worker housing. And you once a quarter, just take a few minutes and do a quick video and show us anything that needs to be repaired, fixed, be the eyes on the property for us, be that owner and show us you're taking care of it. When they do that, they get a rebate of anywhere between $50 and $100. So anywhere from $150 to $300 a quarter, and that goes into their account as well. So you're an owner of real estate, multifamily real estate, right? Imagine the people living in your property owned part of the investment and took care of it like that. Mm -hmm. Well, get your rent paid on time better. You have less vacancy. We believe we're going to have longer staying residents, which is really important because your turn costs obviously can be very high. But our turn costs are averaging less than half of what they did before this program was in place. We've had some rental properties together, Daniel and myself, over the years. He's managed them for us. Our turns are literally less than half because the properties are better taken care of. That's a really interesting model. This is the first time I've heard where a resident can also invest in the apartment that they're living in. Your son is very interesting <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> to come is. up with some type of model like this. 
Well, here's what's crazy about it. When we first started, it was a bit more like you invest in the home you're in, right? And the concept was also more like a robbed homes program. You pick whatever house and put your piece of money in and they'll put 30, 40, 50 investors together for a house. But as we talked further about it and we all discussed it, we said, well, why would you want to make a single asset purchase with a single asset liability when you could diversify it across the platform so that your investment owns all the properties in the platform? So if one is vacant, you're not getting hurt because it's empty. If you have one out of 107 doors empty, that's a lot different than one out of one door empty right, from a risk factor. So what we wanted to do, since we were inviting non-accredited investors, in particular the residents, but also think in terms of democratizing real estate investment, allowing anybody, allowing school teachers to start to invest $100 a month in a real, true real estate portfolio that they could build wealth in over time, fire people, police people, garbage people, anybody who's not accredited, which is what, 90% of America, who can't access these kind of funds typically. So if we were going to invite them in, we wanted to de-risk them. By that, we mean, number one, every property that goes into this fund is already fully optimized, fully rented, and cash flowing at 6% or better. The fund doesn't buy a property that's not at that level. Secondly, so now you have the risk of how long it takes to rent the property after you buy it, gone. Secondly, the next big Risk factor is repairs and maintenance, right? In particular, surprise repair. And actually, I was listening to one of your podcasts for a few weeks ago, and the guy was talking about, yeah, that it says the reason he went to multifamily is because that roof on the single family is no fun, <laughs> right? So what we do is we literally reserve for those and pay them to the sponsor and the managing, the property managers, who take a legal responsibility to do all unexpected repairs and maintenance. So there's no risk on that in the fund. It doesn't impact it. And then the fact that you own not one property, but the diversification of the whole fund. And our residents are really clear. We explain it very carefully. You own a piece of the property you live in, and you own a piece of all these others. And what's really fun, if you go to our website, you'll see some testimonials from residents who have now just started to become able to invest. And they're like, got a real estate portfolio. I mean, it's really sort of cool to see their reaction. Many of our residents have never owned a piece of real estate. And that comes with being like proud of what they're able to accomplish, share with other people that, hey, I own real estate. People want to get into real estate, but it's a lot of times people think it's the monetary aspect of it that holds them back from bridging that gap or being able to invest in something like this. However, if they're able to invest $100, $200 at that amount that they're able to afford and put it to something that's generating them more additional income, that's a fantastic return for both them and then for the investors also. If you think in terms of accredited investors, like I said, I think we might have said earlier, 85, 90% of our money is accredited investors anyway, with average investment levels of somewhere between 85 and $90,000. We have some people with as much as a million dollars in the fund, and we have people with as little as $100 in the fund. And what's cool is everybody's got the exact same investment. You, This fund came out last July at $100 per unit. As it adds property and value, the net asset value per unit has gone from 100 to 108, 110, 112, 115, and now is 118. And so those investors at 100 have now had a nice increase, if you look at that, since July to not last year to now, plus about 6% distribution during the course of that year. So that combined is 24 since July of last year. 
that's not going to always happen, but you know, we have a targeted number around 15, 16, 17 combined distribution and appreciated value of the property. So yeah, that $100 investor is right next to you and me, right? Where typically they couldn't put together the $50,000 minimum to jump into a particular fund or to jump into a, there are some smaller ones for 10 or 20 or 30,000 multifamily that you can get involved in, I'm sure. But the typical person that doesn't have that kind of money, a renter typically doesn't have it for sure, right? But even a school teacher doesn't. Mm. And so here's this opportunity to put $1,000 in, and then we have a trickle campaign where somebody can actually say, I'm going to do $100 a quarter or $50 a month, and a calculator that says, here, put those numbers in here, build yourself a goal, and look at your portfolio anytime you want online and see how you're doing. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. I'm curious, though, especially since it's probably going to be the first time that most of the residents are investing in something like this, the first time they're even hearing about being able to acquire a portfolio of real estate properties as well. How is it explained to them Like when you're marketing the the properties, the availability of it, when they come into the office and have a conversation, how does that sound like, or how does that even go for you guys? Right. So we're not multifamily where most of our properties are single family that have access for two or more households. So there may be an upstairs with a three bedroom, two bath and a downstairs with a two one, both with separate entrances, but a shared location because that creates two streams of income. And it also allows for a significantly higher return while the rents are lower. And I'm never going to use the term affordable living. That's defined by so many different people different ways. But I will use the term more affordable. Because if you have a $300,000 single family home and it's a 3-2 and it needs to rent for $2,300, $2,400 in order to pull the right kind of cash on cash, if you could lower that to $2,100, but you had the second unit that was available at $1,200, you're actually at $3,300 with two income streams. So from an investment perspective, it's very smart. It's also good for the resident. So there's not an office. So basically communication is critical. What a fantastic question on your part. The number one thing that we have to do, it starts with our sign on the property and with rentwithroot.com, which is the website that people can see what's available. There's not a lot available because we're at about 99 to 100% occupancy at all times. We're in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. It is not hard to rent anything in Atlanta, Georgia, quite frankly. But as you compete for residents who are the more high quality resident, if you got on your sign, build equity and wealth while you rent, it attracts people. And then as anyone who takes the phone call in our resident experience team gets that first phone call, hey, I'm looking at this sign or I found it on Investor Roots and I'd like to take a look at this, there is a quick 
40, 50 second presentation of great. So excited that you want to look at it. Let us tell you a little bit about what it means to rent with us and be a resident with us and tell them about the live in it like you own a program. So we give them a sense early. And we find that sometimes people, and we have a process where people can go in and look at the property without us. We don't have to go show it every time. We've structured it where they can go in, throw a lockbox, take a look at the place, come back. So many times now we don't have exactly what somebody wants or that wasn't the property they want to say, well, what property do you have? Because I want to do that program. And then we have a full learning process. We explain to them what their statement looks like, what it's going to look like to be able to just, they can go online and look at their investment from the first day. And we probably will communicate. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But you can't over communicate when you think about it. This is, you said it perfectly. They've never heard of this. You know, I don't have to tell an accredited investor twice. Here's the website. Go look at your dashboard. They got it. But we remind them every quarter, do that video. Remember, that's mm-hmm. $150 or $300 in your pocket. Make sure you get that video into us. And we work with them. I mean, if somebody doesn't know how to get the video done, we've gone out and helped them do the video. But a perfect example is when Daniel first created this, I said, if you can get 15, 20 percent of these people to do a video at the end of a quarter, pick your restaurant. I'm buying dinner. Seventy eight percent of our residents through today, through this last quarter, fourth quarter, have gotten fully participative. In the first 12 months of residence, the average account was over $1,900. Wow. Remember, we just started July last year. In the fund, there are 31 properties right now, and we'll put another 10 to 15 in this quarter. And those households, 78% of them, it's been more than a year, now have more than $2,200 on average in their wealth building account making money. So I have to ask the question also. You guys started back in, you said July of 2022. 2021. 2021. And so what happens when a resident decides to, maybe they're moving out of state, they're no longer going to rent this property. Are they still able to stay in the fund or do they liquidate? How does that work? Yes and yes. And thank you for that question. Um, This is not a fund just for residents. It's a fund for anybody who wants to continue to build wealth. We've had residents who've said, I just got a job in Virginia. I'm so upset. Can't believe it, but I got to go up there and take this job. Can I leave half my money in and take half to pay for my down payment up there, my deposit? Let me tell you something we've learned. Culture shock for me, okay? Most rental people in this blue class workforce housing do not get their security deposit back. Based on our research, about 81% don't get it back and about 90% don't expect to. So it's the cost of getting a place to live. It's one month security deposit. And when we started talking about this program, residents in the homes that we had purchased laughed at us and said, I don't get that back anyway. So what difference is it? And Daniel and I literally in the street with Scott Jacobson, our partner, talking to these people. And Daniel finally looks at him and says, well, did you do anything to get it back? Did you take care of the property? No, I'm not going to take care of the property because I'm not going to get it back. Well, we realized we had a lot of training to do. And we explained it to them. We showed them with their statement because we didn't have a software done yet with a statement on it. We were operating manually. And we showed them the statement. They were like, okay, when I get my first quarter statement, I'll believe that. Then they got the second quarter and the third quarter. And again, at the website, which is investwithroots.com, you'll see testimonials of people that are just shocking. And and it's interesting because those folks came to our office of their own accord. We just said, hey, would you do a testimonial? Yeah, when do I need to be there? And they came. So it's sort of cool. 
I mean, the residents are treated like human beings. They're treated with respect. And given opportunities where they might not other have otherwise. Yeah, I mean, we got holiday cards and Merry Christmases, and and Scott got about 20 responses when he had a new baby. Hey, congratulations. (laughs) So as we scale it, are we going to know every resident that well? Well, not necessarily the three of us, but I can assure you somebody will. Somebody on our experience team will know. Every single resident will know who they're talking to. Who is their person they can get hold of and get something done with? So what is next for you and Daniel and the company? Well, I mean, we're just very, very early on this mission journey, whatever you want to call it. I mean, for me, I retired. I came back to play because, yeah, I love making money and I love building wealth. I really like helping people. And this is just such a fun thing to watch the reaction and to see people's, you know, we've got over $150,000 in these residents' accounts right now. That's just the drop in the bucket. I mean, our mission is to help a million people build wealth. And the web, the platform we're building and the software we're building can integrate not only with our roots fund, but can, and the residents that we own and the properties we own, but eventually we see taking that platform across the country and helping other multifamily residential allow their residents to live in it like they own it. And even if they don't have a reggae fund, well, we do. And it's in Atlanta, Georgia. And when we fill the first one, we'll make another one. We've already named five roots real estate investment communities. So the first one's about a third of the way full. And as we continue growing it, they can only hold $75 million so in investment. So as we get close to that, we'll open the second and third one. And we feel very good about Atlanta, Georgia. There's an interesting market coming, let's say. In Atlanta, you got a lot of growth. You got a lot of influx of people. All the things that you guys on this podcast talk about are the important things about where you'd want to buy. Atlanta fits it all. It's in the Southeast. Everybody loves the Southeast. But Atlanta in particular, with all its corporate giants, building enormous buildings and headquarters again, nobody can live in the city. (laughs) So we target the edges of the city, the edge of awesome, as we like to call it, where people can be in network in 20 or 25 minutes, not two-hour commutes and be able to pay reasonable rent and be able to build wealth while they do it. I mean, the reality is, under today's conditions and what is foreseeable for the future, what is the chance of a sixty dollars to $100,000 earner buying their first new home? Right. Almost zero. If $50,000, dollars down, it's going to make a difference. Can't afford the payment. But if we can make the rent affordable, affordable enough or more affordable, if they can earn money while they live there, in addition Think about their first home last year when the interest rates popped from 2.9 to 5 and then 5.5, 6, 6.5, 7. Well, they're out of the market for a while, but they're sitting on $40,000, $60,000. What if they could take part of that, invest in the fund, and start to build with good, solid returns, rent and get rental rebates, and build a nest egg? It almost brings the question as to, should I ever buy a home if I could buy income-producing real estate? Mm-hmm. Totally passive, right? And have none of the troubles owning a home. Frankly, I told my wife, can we just sell ours and move into, buy something at Roots that, I, that we want to live in and move into that, let them pay all the bills and we'll, <laughs> we'll build our wealth that way. That didn't go over very well. <laughs> so Larry. Yeah, so the, what's next? What's next? What's next is is to continue to attract investors and we do it in many different ways. We've got our first potential institutional investors, which is not what we were looking for. But And it's not institutional. Let me correct that. It's the larger brokerage companies approving us for alternative investment. And you have to get to a certain scale for that to take place. And 
We've just been presented to two different large ones, which I won't mention until they get approved. But if those two are approved, it opens up a significant amount of capital. The way we buy is the secret to our success. Buying properties. So this is an interesting point. Roots has purchased, the average property Roots purchases has been purchased at 11.7% below appraised value at the time it went in the fund. So maybe you say, well, how do you do that? <laughs> you do it by being super patient with a discipline. We're not trying to buy 100 or 200 homes like the institutions are. We're good buying three, four, five a month. That's fine. And in the Atlanta market, we can find those three, four, five that need to be sold. So Larry, how has real estate investing impacted your life? Well, I mean, I've done well on almost every home that I've owned, so that's been good, four or five of those. And the investments that Daniel took me into in the last few years were good before we started Roots. Uh, now we focus in this. And so if I had to say, um, in a, let's just say the later half of my life as compared to you, um, how it's impacting me now is with an ability to impact a community. And what is the one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started? Get in early, make consistent investments, and be patient. And Larry, what is the one thing that sets the successful people apart in real estate investing? I think that's going to be patience, too. I think, I think having some patience and being willing to not fall in love with a particular property because it looks great or it feels good or you think it's in the right location, but to really do your math and really spend the time with it. And yeah, I used to be in the car business, uh, an ancillary to the car business. And they always said, you don't make your money on used cars when you sell them. You make it when you buy them. And I think real estate is the exact same thing. You make your money on real estate when you buy the real estate. You buy it right. You got a cushion and you can grow. So Larry, is there any other place that other people can listen to or find out more about what you're doing in this space where they can reach out or find out more about you and your company? Absolutely. Investwithroots.com is easy. Ildorfman at investwithroots.com. My cell phone's 404-732-5910. We are fully engaged and we love answering questions. You don't have to be an investor or a buyer to participate. We like sharing information and we invite anybody to call and ask about this thing. It's a little unique, but when you get right down to it, it's just a real straightforward real estate investment that you don't have to mess with. Larry, thank you so much for all of your time today. I love what you guys are doing in this space. So thank you thank so much you. for sharing. Thanks for giving us a platform to talk about it. Thanks. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Zayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.